Hello and welcome back to the Create Me podcast. Yes, I know it's long overdue. It's episode 88 and it's a really interesting conversation. It's with Rachel Jack. She's a local musician. I connected with Rachel um, a couple of months ago, just um, during the lockdown kind of period on Instagram. And I kind of just came across her work, found it really interesting. So, you know, I hope you guys enjoy this conversation and I'm going to catch up with you at the end as usual. All right, see you soon. Hello and welcome back to the Create Me podcast. Um, this is going to be episode, I think it's in the 80s now, so I think it's going to be episode 88. And today my guest is musician Rachel Jack. How's it going, Rachel? I'm glorious, thank you. How are you? <laughs> good, good. Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, um, it's kind of strange because I think like we were kind of recently, more or less in during the lockdown months, have kind of discovered each other, I kind of feel. Yeah, ex- yeah. I, just, I, I don't yeah. know how I actually found um, your profile. I think somebody must have shared it. And then I clicked on the podcast and I was like, whoa, I've got so much to catch up with and what's going on in Aberdeen. Yeah, and yeah I love it. Yeah. And I think as well, we kind of know a few kind of mutual acquaintances, friends and company as well. Yeah. You know, and I was thinking like, and I remember seeing, actually I saw somebody on Instagram stories share your album. Yeah. The Calgary, these Calgary yeah. tapes. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, okay, let me go and check that out and stuff. I was thinking, okay, but it seems like for me, kind of just kind of this observing and seeing what's kind of going on for you, it seems like there's been a lot of kind of really positive attention with your work at the moment. Yeah, it's been really cool. Yeah, this is the first thing mm-hmm. I've ever done. And um, and so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with the response that's, that's gathered. Yeah, that's really good. But how did this kind of all get kind of started for you? Because I know like I've, I've, kind of, I've done my research yeah. and stuff, but I think it's really kind of, cool for the listeners to kind of like find out like how you kind of came to kind of taking up being a musician and that's this being like your new path yeah so it's it's a long story so I'll try and keep it as short as possible but basically um if whenever as soon as for as early as I can remember I always had this dream of being a singer or doing something with my voice um like from from as early as when I learned how to talk, basically. But I grew up in this like very small village. It was really religious and um, there wasn't anywhere for me to sing other than the church. And even in the church, there was no piano, you know, <laughs> there was just nothing. And so I kind of grew up feeling as though, you know, it was a crime to want to sing, especially pop music. And so it's never an avenue that I went down. And it wasn't until I went to secondary school, I was studying music and I had to pick an instrument, so I picked voice. And that's when I started getting like some singing lessons and doing a little bit of singing. And, um, you know, I got quite a bit of positive feedback, but at the time I was just like so nervous, so scared of singing in front of people that I just didn't have the confidence to go for it. So I just I just found myself an apprenticeship and started, you know, working in travel for five years. And then I went and did a business degree and then I worked in the oil and gas industry. And then I went on to be um, a logistics and customer services manager um, for a, um, a brewing company. And then there's just like this underlying feeling all the time of like just dissatisfaction that I hadn't done anything with my voice. And um, mm-hmm. so there's quite a few things kind of happened in that year. And I just thought I was so tired. I was so run down. I was just working every hour of the day and, I just uh, just decided to quit and I did quit my job. I went traveling for about seven months um, and then I came back to the UK, started taking on some temp jobs 
um, I found out about um, the Palinatini Songwriting Scholarship at University West of Scotland, which I applied for. Um, I didn't think for a second I would get in because my undergrad is in business and that was a master's course in songwriting and music. Um, but mm. I, did get, I, I did get accepted onto the course. However, a master's programme is very expensive and I was kind of, wasn't sure whether or not I was going to go for it. And I was just back and forward in my head all the time until eventually I kind of feel like the, the decision was made for me because I got quite unwell. Um, I had uh, obstruction in my intestine, which meant that um, I had to have this surgery. It's called laparoptic surgery, where they kind of cut you right down the middle. And I uh, was in hospital for 10 days, signed off work for four months, wasn't even allowed to lift a kettle for like the seven weeks. And I remember being in the hospital bed thinking like, if I don't go on this songwriting course, I'm going to go crazy because I knew I couldn't work mm -hmm. for four months. And so that became the goal was to kind of get, like I had to, you know, walk again. It, I was literally going from like, I was, I was just on salt and water for like 10 days. I had tubes down my nose. They were pumping out my stomach. Like I literally like couldn't sit up. So I needed some sort of thing to motivate me to get get out of bed you know and to yeah. go walking when it was like really really painful you know like even speaking was sore never mind even thinking about singing again and so mm -hmm. that kind of became the goal was like right okay within eight weeks if I can walk and I can carry a backpack on my back I can go on that songwriting course and I don't have to stay I just need to get there and um on the day that I moved to air which is where the course was at I got told that I'd won the scholarship and then the rest is history. So I just, I did the year scholarship there. And then um, the Calgary Tapes is the first thing that I'd done since then. Um, and then I returned to Aberdeen in January this year. I work part-time at Cramping Hospital Art Trust, which a few of the people you've interviewed, they work there as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, so I work there part-time and then I do music kind of part-time as well. And obviously the idea was to be doing gigs, but that's not happened. So so yeah, it's a very unconventional kind of entry into music, but um, you know, I'm I'm so happy. I feel like for the first time in my life, I've arrived at where I want to be. You know, so it's yeah. it's great. No, that's really good. It definitely sounds like you know you've been on the like you know a tough journey, you know, to get to yeah. here just now as well. So it's just kind of like you know, I guess like you know, every kind of going on without with that kind of pandemic and Black Lives Matter. That yeah. I guess for part of you, you can actually kind of take stock and say like, yeah especially when you're kind of like the kind of locked in kind of um, feeling during lockdown I guess for you that, that is that kind of that kind of similar comparison when you're in the hospital and struggling yeah. with your health then yeah because I mean I was just stuck in the house for for all that time and like I say I couldn't even make my own mm. cup of tea so I had to ask my mum like oh can you make me a cup of tea and I just hated asking for help I'd been such an okay. independent person for the prior 12 years of my life like and then suddenly I'm having to ask you know for the just like the simplest of things you know so um yeah I kind of feel as though going through that kind of mentally prepared me for this global pandemic because you yeah. know I've already gone through that whole thing of thinking like what do I want to do before I die <laughs> you know what sort of changes do I want to make to my life like mm -hmm. and you know I kind of feel like it's made me a much more resilient person um mm -hmm. so yeah I, in a way I kind of feel of course, like I'm deeply impacted by everything that's going on just now. Like I think creatives especially feel it, you know, we're kind of walking around like an yeah. open wound and it's like really hard to watch a lot of things that are going on in the world right now. But I think that like 
the tools and everything that I learned to get through that period is like similar sort of things that I'm applying to now just to you know stay positive stay balanced and can try and just keep myself in a positive place yeah I mean you know I kind of like listened to a couple of the tracks as well and you know for the Calgary tapes and I kind of thought like oh she's been in Canada yeah. and actually kind of realizing you know and I, when I was kind of looking into like you know um, your career thinking like oh no it's not actually you know Calgary is named after somewhere in Scotland it is, and yeah. this is where like you know you know you got like inspiration for the title of um the album so yeah just for the listeners like you know how did that kind of all come about those sessions for recording um the album so what happened was i i finished the master's program and i was like Do you know what I, i've just finished this course and i still have nothing to put out and i didn't really know anyone in music still because i'm not someone who's coming from a musical background so i'm not connected and i decided just to reach out to everyone i'd met in the couple of years i've been traveling um and one of the first jobs I took when I started temping was on the Isle of Mull, working in a cafe called Cal- Calgary Arts and Nature. And Calgary is a, it's a beach, it's a bay um, on the Isle of Mull. And I worked there for like maybe a month or something. And while I was there, this guy came in to the cafe and he ran the local studio called Antobar. Um, mm-hmm. So two years later, when I finished this course, you know, I messaged him and I was like, hey, I met you two years ago. Like, don't suppose you fancy like making a record together. Um, and he was like, yeah, of course. Um, will you be on the island? And I thought, oh, that's a true. That's a good point, because, you know, it's like eight hours drive to get to Mall from Fraserburgh. Yeah. So um, I messaged the people who had worked for two years earlier and I said, oh, don't suppose you're looking for anyone to, to do some work. They're like, oh, yeah, we need someone for two months. I was like, great, like, I'll take the job. And they're like, great. A day later, they messaged me. They're like, oh, don't suppose you would mind house sitting for our friends. Like, they've got this house out in the countryside. They're going to Thailand for a month. I was like, eh, absolutely. So I goes over to mall and it ends up like having this, yeah, this job and this beautiful beach for like eight weeks. I recorded my EP mm-hmm. during that time. It was great because there was absolutely no hassle at all because we just did like a song a week. And the house yeah. that I stayed in was this massive house out in the countryside. There's like a hundred sheep. There's like polytunnels. He's like, oh, I just feed the chickens and take whatever you want from the polytunnel. And it's just like, man, I couldn't believe how everything just fell into place for me like that. And it was amazing. Yeah. So we just did the whole EP on Calgary. And the reason, no, not Calgary, sorry, on the Isle of Mall, but the place I was staying was Calgary Bay. And that's why I called it the Calgary Tapes, because essentially we kind of approached it as if it was like just a good demo, because I couldn't afford to put a band on it. Because the thing is, if, you know, if you put a band on your EP, then you've then got the pressure of recreating that live. And it's very expensive, like especially for somebody like me, it's totally independent. Like at this point, I'm too early to get any funding. So, you know, Gordon, who recorded the EP, was like, it's much better if you just go into this with a voice and a guitar. And so that's what we did. And I was going to call it the demo tapes. But he was like, you know, you can't call it a demo because people won't listen to it. So instead, we switched demo yeah. for the word Calgary. And yeah, that's the story behind the EP. Yeah, you know, um, the track that I kind of liked was um, Bring Me Down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really liked, I really liked um, that track, you know, on the EP. Um, I, I kind of feel like, you know, there's like, for you, um, 
some of these tracks and stuff, they're kind of obviously most kind of songs like for a songwriter and a musician, they're all very kind of like, you know, personal meanings yeah. um, behind, you know, the tracks. And, you know, just for you, like, you know, what was you kind of like, you know, working through, I guess, like what was the aim for like the EP that you wanted to kind of share with the wider audience? I, well, it kind of, it kind of all just like, start like happened like step by step it wasn't as though like I had a goal that I was working towards it was just kind of like it was yeah just to begin with it started with a blog that I had um while I was at university because the thing with doing any creative degree is that when you go to do a project you obviously have to have some sort of research or theoretical underpinning and so for mine I wrote a series of blogs just trying to like in my own mind, understand what I'd gone through over the last two years because, you know, I'd quit my job. I was massively, like, realising that my identity wasn't in what I did, you know? And so there was, like, this huge, like, learning kind of curve for me um, before I even got unwell in terms of just, like, you know, what I wanted to do with my life and, you know, how I was going to fund it as well because, you know, it's going into the creative industries is really hard and so that blog was kind of a way of me under like organizing my own head and then from that blog I picked out key themes and I wrote songs about those blogs so there is 13 songs included on the um the album by the time I finished university and then I chose five of those songs to turn into the Calgary tapes and that was essentially just kind of condensing the story from this place of feeling like I'm going nowhere which is like the title track um no sorry the the first track and then um the final track was guided which is all about more surrendering to the ebbs and flows of life mm-hmm. yeah so um you know I kind of think like, you know, what you did there, I mean, like taking that massive leap to focus on your creative career is something that, you know, some people don't really end up doing, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with people who are kind of toying with the idea of making something, you know, a more full-time sustainable, um, creative, you know, career, but it's very hard to come out of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. I I definitely commend you for actually taking those steps because I know, myself and personal experience it's not easy when you're putting yourself out there you know it's kind of nervous trepidation when you actually do it but I think for you you're obviously getting really good feedback with you know the work that you've been putting out um, so far so how's that kind of feel now like kind of like are you basking in that glory of like yes everyone's kind of loving what I'm putting out there or are you kind of still being like is this actually still real well yeah, I guess the problem with my personality type is that, like, before the, that one's finished, I've already moved on to the next one. And I haven't okay. really had enough time to kind of sit down and go, do you know what? That went really well. And just kind of, like, as you say, like, bask in it for a little second, because my head's always on the next project. And I think with the Calgary tapes, I always had this feeling like I could do so much better in terms of, like, I, was, I wasn't disappointed with how it sounded, but I was just like, I had to start where I was. And so I think it'll be a while before I put something out where like I actually do feel happy with it and feel like it's worthy of celebration. I feel like Calgary Tapes did great. I'm really happy with how it, how it did, but it's kind of just kind of drawing a line as a starting point. And I want everything that I do to kind of get bigger and more ambitious and, mm. you know, just kind of get a bit more professional on the sound side of things. Um, 
but yeah, I am. I'm really happy with how it's gone. And I think if I look back to, you know, three years ago when I was thinking about quitting my job and, you know, anyone who's been in this position will know that it's, I mean, I was thinking about it for years, like years and years and years. It wasn't an overnight thing. Um, had I never would have believed that things would have worked out as well as they did. You know, I could never have imagined like some of the things that have happened like to me. Um, and I've yeah. been really fortunate in that people have seen how hard I'm working and they're giving me opportunities that I never would have been able to open those doors myself had I not taken the jump, you know? So, yeah, I think, and, and this is it. I think, you know, once you kind of start exploring, like, especially within the kind of like the music industry, I think there's a lot of kind of key moments for kind of like learning, I guess for you, um, you're, you're doing that like now because I read an article online and they said like you know you're in your early 30s and that's kind of perceived online this article that actually that's a bit suddenly getting involved in the music industry that's a bit like a, a long like you know a bit further along in age I kind yeah. of thought, oh, like you know I'm in my late 30s so I kind of thought oh, that's kind of like cool to still be like in your early 30s but apparently you know a lot of people start their musical careers at a much kind of like younger age that's you know Absolutely. about but how are you kind of finding that you know in your early 30s um getting you know exploring like the musical kind of career that was one of the things that kind of held me back to be honest was the fact that I was older um I definitely used to watch SMTV live in the mornings and I look at Britney Spears and she was 16 <laughs> and I was like I can't believe yeah. she's 16 and she's like the biggest pop star in the world like I've missed my chance even if I started now I would be too old you know mm. and I always felt that um, but you know, if it had happened any sooner for me, I wouldn't have had the songs. Like everything I write about is like this kind of like reflecting on what it is to become an adult, you know, <laughs> like to, to discover who you are. And like, I, I would have had nothing to write about had I started in my teens or my early twenties. It would have just been all the songs about going out to party and chasing boys, you know? <laughs> so I'm quite like, I enjoy it. Like I do it for me. Um, like it's such a cliche to say that songwriting is therapy, but it really has been for me. And so that's what it started off as was me like trying to understand the world, trying to understand myself. And then, you know, it turned into songs and I've recorded them and, you know, I haven't given my age too much thought really. Like a lot of my favorite artists are older, you know, like, Catherine Joseph who's from Aberdeen like she didn't put out her first record till she was early 30s and I just think she's absolutely phenomenal um mm -hmm. and so like kind of look up to people like her and she's just totally doing it her own way totally yeah. unique and yeah I, I haven't really I personally haven't given my age much thought over the last couple of years I feel as though like every year just gets better and if anything, yeah. I still feel like I'm 26. But definitely when you're going to pop music, it is it is an issue. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's kind of strange thing, but you kind of mentioned one of, like, you know, the people that you listen to, who you kind of, like, influenced by Catherine Joseph. So who else has kind of, like, a lot over the years influenced you and your kind of style of music? Well, I guess in terms of, like, the style of music I'm putting out, that's not really influenced by anyone in particular. It's kind of influenced by limitations, as I was saying, like lack of budget, like lack of skills. You know, I've only recently just learned how to play guitar. So I'm limited to whatever 
like chords I've learned to just to record those songs. If I was to like, mm-hmm. you know, have all the money in the world, I probably would pick certain influences and say I want it to kind of sound a bit like this. Um, so sound wise, I wouldn't say my music's really influenced by anyone in particular, but what I love when I'm listening to songs is storytelling lyrics. You know, I'm always looking for substance in music and, you know, Catherine Joseph, her and her story, like I find her hugely inspiring. Um, I also like love people like Patti Smith, Neil Young, you know, like these are storytellers and that's, that's the sort of music I just love and, and going like more recent, like Taylor Swift's re- recent album, I just thought was absolutely brilliant because she just created this story while she was in lockdown about this two people that had this affair and, you know, it's this whole record and oh, I just, I loved it. And so I'm not really someone who's like a massive fan of a particular artist. I'm more of a fan of like a body of work. And it's like, what's the story behind that body of work? Like I'm always looking for an album that like has a concept and there's a thread that runs through it. Like I'm not really much of a greatest hits kind of girl. You know, <laughs> I like I like to know the stories. So yeah. in terms of how I write, that is definitely has a massive influence because like even as a kid, the the music that I listened to was musicals. You know, I love Sound of Music. I loved Mary Poppins. And again, it's just that storytelling aspect to music that mm-hmm. I just love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know, like, you know, um, you mentioned that, you know, you kind of, like, gave up that kind of, like, a career. And you know, did you kind of feel that, you know, did you kind of, like, mourn that kind of loss of that kind of career a bit? Definitely. Like, I think that especially in Aberdeen, um, during the height of oil and gas, the first question anyone ever asked you is, so what do you do? And when I quit my job, I just dreaded people asking me that. I was like, mm. I don't know what I do anymore, you know, and I'm more than that. I'm not just what I do. And yeah, it was, I had a, like a really tough time, like answering that question. And I say, oh, well, I would tell people what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Um. And yeah, I did. I'd, and also just like the money, you know, like I had money coming in every month, didn't have to think about it, you know, and um, it was just in a really privileged and like fortunate position. And to give that up, I mean, it's, it's really hard, you know, yeah, and the I, thing I is, well, it's not encouraged. It's not encouraged. You know, like I was saying to people, I'm waiting to quit my job. And they're like, are you nuts? Why would you do that? You know, and that was the other thing. So it was hard enough that I was going through that process of like, who am I without my job? You know, how do I answer the question of what do you do? Like, how am I going to make money? Because I knew that like, you know, I had to change my entire lifestyle because I just wasn't going to be making nearly as, as, as much money. You know, there's a whole year where I was making absolutely no money at all. And I was living out of a savings account. And that is terrifying, you know. Okay. And, and just watching money go down and down and down and knowing at the other end of this course, there wasn't a job, there wasn't a mentor, there wasn't even musicians. I was still at the end of this course starting from zero. And so, yeah, it was, it was a lot to get my head around. But, you know, now that I'm doing it, I'm like, it's great. And I, I met with another classmate of mine who's actually a, she was a media student. She said the same. It's like, you go to uni and you think it's going to answer all your problems, but it's not. The work starts after that. And, you know, for both of us, yeah, we feel as though, you know, this is me now three years since I quit my job. Things are falling into place now, but that's kind of standard with 
any career because they say like any startup is about five years before it kind of breaks even you know so it's kind of the same when you're going into the creative world as well I think um, yeah, I think, you know, this is the kind of thing is like when I studied at um, Robert Collins University and I guess the harbour as well is actually, yeah, find the job and finding that mm-hmm. career afterwards and sustaining that. But I think, you know, like I said before, like there's that kind of bit is like, you know, I guess the society that we live in is very much about, you know, getting a job, getting a home, having the kids, all that kind of stuff, you know, almost kind of like, you know, each stage is level up, you know, what society expects from us. But I think there's that kind of bit is that, you know, there are parts, there are, you know, parts within us that, you know, if you kind of, if you're, um, if you have that kind of creative sentiment and you want to kind of like just explore those kind of things and you want to express that in any kind of way that, you know, the natural thing is, like you said before, like people are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Like, you got the security and stuff, but like, yeah. but then you kind of matching that kind of security with that kind of happiness. And I think happiness is just kind of above anything is so important. And that's mm-hmm. why I kind of feel like, you know, like what you're kind of conveying definitely with the album as well, that, you know, you've kind of just taken this leap and it's kind of like saying, look guys, you know, this is very much possible, but it's kind of like really interesting because you're at the kind of like start of your journey as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Joe, you know, that's one of the hardest things about it. It's like, yeah, I mean, you're saying like when you come out of uni, it's like if you're going into the creative industries, it's the lack of role models. Yeah, you know, there's just there's none. You know, like mm-hmm. I there's nobody that I could have reached out to. I yeah. didn't feel that I could be like, oh, can you help me figure out how to do this? Yeah, and that's a that's kind of one of the things that's difficult is if you can't see somebody who's done it before, um. And that's one of the reasons why I think your podcast is so great, because for all of us creatives in Aberdeen, you've kind of gathered all this information and put it on one platform. And now I'm kind of learning about, okay, maybe these aren't like musicians, but they're at least creatives that know what it is to like, you know, quit a job to start from scratch. Like regardless of whether you're, you know, producing a beer, producing a song, it's the same process you've got to go through to bring that kind of to people. And yeah, so yeah. I really appreciate that you've like created this platform so that like you can kind of start picking out, oh, these are all the creatives, like these are my people, like these are the role models that I, d- I didn't know were there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. Thank you. Appreciate it. But I kind of feel like, you know, I, you know, we both kind of recognize that the creative process is, can be a solitary struggle. <laughs> it, oh, can be frustrating. it can be frustrating yeah. as well. But it's also kind of equal that kind of bit, which I think is like, you know, I'm glad I can, you know, have the podcast and interview people like yourself. You know, it's kind of like, you know, amplified voices, especially within the northeast of Scotland. I was speaking to someone a couple of weeks ago on a video call and they were saying, and they're based in Glasgow and they're saying, unfortunately, nobody kind of really cares about what's happening in the, like, in the further northeast of Scotland. And that's a real shame, you know. This person was acknowledging, saying, that's a real shame because, you know, when the podcast is highlighting and introducing me to so many people, I didn't know this was kind of like exactly. you know happening up here so I kind of think like you know speaking to like people like yourself it's just kind of like it's like another tick on the box you know it's just like saying look you know but here's a really cool up-and-coming musician and like you know she's gonna she's doing really kind of cool things so for you then um what is kind of like I guess as well like you know we're in a pandemic and the reality is that you know if we weren't in a pandemic you'll be performing in places yeah. physically now it's just like that's very much restricted or non-existent so how do you kind of navigate that now being a musician during like a pandemic so 
um, because I was doing everything myself in terms of self-releasing, um, that kept me really busy because the first single went out in March and the EP went out in July. So every month I was promoting something. And then as soon as this one finished, like I've been starting working on the next one. So I've got another EP coming out very soon. My next single, I haven't like officially announced it yet, but the next single is out on the 9th of October. Um, and then there's like another single in November, one in January, and then the EP's out in February. So self-releasing will take up all my time from now until then anyway. And then hopefully by the time that EP's out, we'll be able to start doing some live performances. Like I'm not even thinking about it just now because um, I just, yeah, things are just so ever-changing that I'm just like, I'm just writing it all for the rest of the year basically. But the other thing that's cool is that the yeah the guys that I recorded the first EP with the Calgary tapes um I'm going back out to Mull in December to record a third EP and this time it will be with a band which will be quite cool um so I'm going to be recording and releasing music and like essentially my goal is not really to be a performing artist like the the joy for me is in Mm -hmm. the process of writing and I would absolutely love to be a songwriter over you know being a performing artist so for me it doesn't really make a huge amount of difference like I should be I should be playing live because really it's one of the few ways that people can discover you, especially in such a busy internet and social media being the way it is nowadays with the reach. So like it was always part of my plan to at least for the first few years do loads of live performance performances, but really um I'm it's the writing and the recording that excites me the most. Yeah. That's really cool. Like so um where can the listeners kind of check out your work and find you? So I've got a website, which is kind of the hub for everything. It's www.racheljack.co.uk. And then on all the social media handles, my name is Rach Hello. <laughs> is it Rach Hello Jack? Yeah, R-A-C-H-E-L-L-O Jack. Um, I thought I was being like cute, you know, I was like, oh, social media channels. Hello. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, is your middle name low? And I was like, oh, nobody's getting it. Trying to be too edgy. Yeah. No, yeah. but um, I'll, I'll I'll put all those links in the episode description so the listeners can kind of follow you and like listen to like you know the Calgary um, tapes as well the EP okay. and you know I, I really appreciate you like you know coming on the podcast and being a guest I'm I'm also very much interested when people like whatever stage they're at in their career as well and I think it's just kind of like synchronicity it's kind of happened that you've yeah. seen someone share my Absolutely. stuff I saw somebody share your stuff yeah. I'm thinking like wow that sounds interesting so yeah I really appreciate you coming on um, the podcast Rachel and yeah Thanks I hope you enjoyed coming on no worries thank you. yeah delighted to be here and again just like thank you so much for your podcast like as somebody who you know I left Aberdeen for three years and then I came mm-hmm. back and it was a very different city to the one I left yeah. you know because I was in the oil and gas industry and when I came back I've seen all the stickers for art is new oil and there's all the new art and everything I was like well there's like major changes going on like really yeah. cool changes in the city and then discovered your podcast and I was like oh wow that documents it all it's really cool so thanks <laughs> yeah. for the work that you do because it's amazing it's so, oh. so cool Oh, thank you very much. I definitely really appreciate it. But yeah, I hope you guys who are listening, I hope you enjoyed this episode. It's with, you know, Rachel Jack and check out her EP, um, the Calgary tapes as well. It's probably, it's on Spotify as well, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So yeah, brilliant. So yeah, thanks again, Rachel. And yeah, we'll catch up with you guys soon. All right. Bye for now. Bye.
Hey guys, me again. So yeah, I want to thank Rachel Jack for coming on the podcast and sharing her story with us. I um, really appreciate it, Rachel. Thanks again. So yeah, check out the links in the episode description so you can you know follow the Spotify link and you can listen to her EP, the Calgary Tapes, really cool EP. So yeah, guys, um, I'm gonna be back you know here and there um, with hopefully a new episode before the end of the year. But a lot of things are kind of happening at the moment that I'm kind of like you know gonna see what kind of happens with these kind of exciting new kind of things that are coming up and now kind of like keep you guys informed and updated so yeah you know always good to kind of like you know drop an episode and you know catch up with you guys and check in so i hope you're all doing good and yeah i'll catch up with you soon all right bye for now guys